like cupcakes. That's not, I don't know why I'm saying that. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I am your host, Stefano Sanzo, and you're my listeners, making you part of my favorite group on the whole damn planet. Little crew I like to call the good few. And maybe we'll be the good many one day, but I don't care what what your numbers are. I just care that... That you keep coming back and you keep sharing these moments, this time with me. I'm sorry I took a little time off. I'm not sorry. I had to. No. So what was going on? I'm not sorry about anything. I do not believe in saying sorry if you, uh, if you, if you're not apologetic about something. Because now on top of doing something that was maybe wrong, you're also lying. Okay. So don't if you don't have a, if you're not sorry about anything, don't apologize. Um, I went about a month without putting out an episode. Because uh, I started a new job, guys. I love my job. It's awesome. It's literally my favorite job I've ever had. It's so cool. Problem is, I can't really be on my phone like my last job. I wasn't actually supposed to be on my phone at my last job. I just uh, was so checked out at my last job that I was on my phone all the time, which has a lot of the reason why. Uh, it's a lot of the reason why I left. Anyway, um, new job, great, loving it. But I just can't be on my phone. It's it's harder to book shows. It's harder to get guests on because. Uh, I, I, I used to use my work hours, you know, to, to talk to guests. So it's just been, it's a, it's a bit of an adjustment, but I'm going to get back to posting regularly, but you know, what do you guys care? It's good enough, right? I put an episode out when I can and when I do, and when they, you know, and you listen, it's all good. My guest, you recognize because he was my first guest ever. Rodney Norman, finally back in studio this time coming in. A viral internet sensation. The dude's been getting millions of hits on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all over the place. So this character that he does that um, it was really awesome to just pick his brain about and hear more about it. Because like as my boy is like one of my favorite people in comedy. I've always said good things about him. I've always appreciated this dude. And, and just to see him blowing like literally good enough exists in the form that it does because I had him on so early. I, I had him on as the first episode because I just I won't. I, so much of what he does in life and in comedy and entertainment, that's what I wanted the show to be about. Just just this lack, this this attitude towards it where it's like it's not the end of the world if something doesn't work out and, and to be present and to be good and generous and kind. All these things that I aspire to be one day. I don't know if I am those things, but I, I try. I try. But goddamn, he got there. And he's not even like full skyrocket success. Like I know there's going to be more to Rodney Norman's story, but like where he's at right now with the way that he could sell out some venues and people recognize him in the street. It's so cool. I love it for him. And um, I think you guys are going to really like this episode too, especially if you've been listening since the beginning, because it's a little, uh, it's, it's just cool to check in with somebody who I think should be famous and now is getting there. And it was really cool for him to come back on. It's just one of the best dudes I know in this, in this scene and uh, couldn't be happier for his success. I'm going to let you get to it. Episode 57. I want to say 57, could be 58. I do this a lot, guys, and it's been a while since I recorded an episode, so it's it's, it's, it's hard to remember. But um, Rodney Norman coming at you for the second time, and uh, I had a great time. God damn it. I love you guys so much. Thank you for sticking with it, even when I take a month off. The best fans in the world, even though there's only three of you. I'm just kidding. There's like, there's like five. There's two. I don't have any fans. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye. See ya. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs So I wrote this one We're not the best, but we're good enough Let's start the podcast now It's good enough You beautiful people, thank you Thank you from the bottom of my heart For joining us for this episode of good enough because you you are good enough hell fucking right rodney it is so good to have you back man how the hell you been absolutely wonderful uh for, for those of you who maybe never you i mean if you're listening to this episode you more than likely listen to the first episode ever but rodney was my first guest ever and uh he's returning back to the studio finally been able to get him i feel like i've been trying to coordinate a second episode for 
literally over a year now. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We've just, we've we've come close a couple yeah, times. Yeah, and then just just kept on falling through, and then this whole pandemic, you know, the world shut down, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really good to have you back. I had so much of this show, the the just the way that it flows is based off that first episode because you just embodied what I was trying to do with it. You're funny, you're fun, you're interesting, you're understanding, you're kind, you're self-forgiving. All the things I want this show to be. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 are that and and I thank you so much for being such an easy first interview cuz I listened back to that first episode and while it's actually the most listened to episode just by virtue of being the first episode. As far as me, just god awful. <laughs> just smacking my lips and and a lot of ums and ahs and just just garbage and you were fine. You you were great. You were great <laughs> but uh, it is uh, good to have you back um you've, you've you've hit some notoriety on the internet since last we last we had you on here um in fact i have a, a friend slash listener a listener first and now we've become friends avani love you if you're listening she's uh she's in australia right she lives in uh, australia yes, she's, she's yes. born born raised in australia and one day she messaged me and she goes um is this rodney and it's a video of you going around the internet doing your 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 thing <laughs> and i'm like yeah. yeah and i'm like this what a weird world we live in that someone on the other side of the planet is recognizing my friend because she first heard of you on my podcast you know oh that's awesome this is so crazy <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about that how it started what you're doing oh you know i uh i i i've always wanted to do more characters and, yeah. and just more silliness in my mm -hmm. act and uh, so I've been working on a bunch of different characters. One of these characters was based on my grandfather, who was kind of a lush. He was drunk most of the time. <laughs> and he would try to teach lessons to me and my cousin because we were about the same age. Yeah. And he would, he would sit us down and he would try to tell us these stories. And they were a mismatch of discombobulated thoughts and ideas and he would forget where he was talking the and then all of a sudden it would just all come together into this beautiful story with a perfect uh you know lesson at the end of it i mean it was like a it was like a it was like an old-time disney movie uh directed by quentin tarantino that's, i mean that's probably the best way to explain that's how an incredible his, description and it was it was magic. And so I'd always, I wanted to do something that honored my grandfather because yeah. I loved this man. And he was, he, he had a lot of faults. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But for me as a kid, he was, he looked like Vincent Price. Mm. That was the other thing. I mean, he always dressed really nice. He had the pencil thin mustache. I mean, if you saw pictures of my grandfather and Vincent Price, you would you would be convinced that <laughs> he was Vincent Price. And um, so, just all of that. I so I started working on this character, and I could never quite figure out what to do with it. And working then, him out on stage? Um, no, uh, yeah, kind of. I would I, I kind of use that persona on stage, mm -hmm. you know, just sort of that half, you know, sort of the half in the bag. <laughs> yeah, you know, half there, half not there. Right, right, and then. And uh, one day I was watching a friend of mine who was a motivational speaker and personal coach. Mm -hmm. And he was given this video and I was teasing him about it recently, actually, um, where he's, he's standing in the hallway and he's, and he's looking at the mirror with this very, uh, uh, the camera with this very uh, intense look. And he says, Hey, I just wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that, that no matter what's going on in your life, you can get through it. You've gotten through everything up to this point. Mm -hmm. So all you have is success, really. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that, there's nothing that can stop you. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that was the most corny and ridiculous <laughs> thing. And it made me laugh. And then I thought, that's it. That's it. My guy is the world's worst motivational speaker. Okay. Yeah. So I started doing videos right. a year before all this of him giving really bad motivational yeah advice and i kind of played with him off and on and then when the, the whole you know nonsense started uh i started doing more with him because you know we're I, I got I, nothing else to do i vote to to start officially calling it the nonsense i like that the a no, lot the nonsense <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it just the nonsense yeah, the, the, yeah yeah just referring to everything as a whole that entire just, year <laughs> yes it was the nonsense the nonsense and 
So I started making more videos with him and I was having a lot of fun with it. And and one day I'm getting ready to fly from Connecticut back to Utah. I'm we're getting ready to go to the airport. My wife's taking forever. And uh so I'm just scrolling around on Facebook and one of my friends had posted this dumb thing and it was right as all the riots were starting mm. started up. And he says, Hey, can anybody give me an opinion about what's going on? Nobody seems to be talking about anything. Yeah. You know, obviously being facetious. Right. And so to be facetious back, I made this video mm -hmm. answering him. But I did, it as a I did it as a video instead of just writing. I actually made this video. Right. Minute, seven seconds long. It's just me rambling uh, incoherently in the middle of the woods next to my house. Right. I have to be wearing uh, coveralls. Ah, okay. Because I wear those when I fly because they're really comfortable. Because mm -hmm. you got lots of pockets. That's a good move. You, you don't have to wear a belt, so you don't have to take off a belt. That's I a mean, really good move. They're just perfect. They yeah. got everything right there, right? Right. Because I gave up looking good a long time ago. Well, you're married. So you know, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And uh, so I made this video and I posted it to his, his link, you know, his thread. And uh, it got a couple smirks. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. I need to share it with more people. <laughs> That's, now, that is a comedian's <laughs> way of thinking. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Absolutely. No, doesn't matter what else you get into in life, comedian being that base, like, yeah, you, you did something humiliating and stupid. You Most people would be mortified if other people found out about it. And you're like, let me show anybody in the world who wants to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So I posted it and then uh, just forgot about it. Just thought right, it was, right. It, it's going to go nowhere. You know, I'm going to get 30 likes. Two mm -hmm. people are going to accuse me of uh, making fun of their cousin or something. Right, right. And then uh, that would be the end of it. And uh, so anyway, so I get on the plane. We fly all day. And when by the time we land in Utah, it was over 100,000 views. So what's that like three four hours maybe? Yeah, it was like yeah. I think it's a four hour flight. Damn. So so you forgot about it. You wake up and your your video is just already viral. starting going crazy. And then as the as time went on, we hit uh, um, uh, you know, eventually hit a million, and then and then it got picked up by two uh, a couple other people. Kind of stole it from me and sent it out as theirs, which is what you want, by the way. Yeah, yeah. A lot as of people I, as get I've mad. learned. A lot of people will get mad about their like IP or something like that. But no, if it's your face and it yes. makes you more recognizable yes, and, and in got... this business, let them let I, them I looked let at them rock. It, I looked at it as a, it, this thing opened the doors oh, yeah. and everybody started coming in. And because I already had a bunch of videos of this character mm -hmm. out there, when they found me, they came back and they were finding more material. Uh, see, and they were finding more of... of uh, my stand up and and everything just started exploding. That's one of my beliefs about putting out a really quality podcast and, and which I believe this is. I don't care what anyone says, but no. Um, and recording in a studio, it's like I, like putting out like putting the work into a piece of content that isn't making me famous. If anything ever hits, at least I have some sort of a body of work to follow. follow yeah, on. yeah. I and mean, you knew this about yourself and and applied it and it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know the old model used to be that. People only got one shot to hear it or see it. Right, right. And that was always been in the mentality mm -hmm. that we've always had is that, well, so you could do it until it gets good. Then you want people to see it. Yeah. Well, now people want to be a part of the whole process. They it's want true. to see from the beginning how bad it was because mm -hmm. they enjoy that. So go ahead they and listen like, to that first episode, everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> That's actually still a great episode. But they, but they do. They, yeah. they want to be no, a part right. of it. They want to, once they feel that connection, they mm -hmm. want to go back and learn more. Yeah. You know? and, and it's a fun pro, thing to involve yourself in. And, and, and a, lot of, a lot of joy. Oh, hell just yeah. Just from, from going back and, and they, they, they know that there's more there. Right. They'll go and they'll do and they'll get caught up, which is just amazing. And the, and the great thing is these videos still are actually positive you know as, yeah as far as yeah there's yeah that that my whole thing is that you know the especially with this character i call him leonard mccrunsky <laughs> that's um, a great name it was just like it was just, it just it, a dumb anyway so uh i yeah i just wanted to do fun silly things and one of the things i i it purposely did with this was i thought i'm going to do everything wrong 
whatever great, it is they mentality. tell me I'm supposed to do, I'm just I'm not going to do that because that's who this character is. He doesn't care about the sound. He doesn't care if the video is perfect. That's kind of the message. Is yeah. it's like things don't have to be perfect. Just start doing them. You're preaching to the choir, bro. She's, yeah, and you learn. Enough. You learn. Yeah, <laughs> you just go. Okay, I did that <laughs> one. Okay, the next one I'll do it better. Right. I learned something. I moved on. Yeah. Don't hate yourself for the mistakes or imperfections. Just like you, you, you did a thing. A thing was accomplished. That's yeah. More than a lot of other people did today. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the you know, people don't sit there and obsess over how bad it was for you. Mm-hmm. They might go, yeah. That's all. all. Right, whatever. Right. And then they move on. They don't, oh, wait. I need to process that. People don't sit and obsess about how bad it was for you. You're right. You don't, they don't only, care. That's only a thing that we do about ourselves. Absolutely. You, nobody, I, I don't spend another minute. If something mortifying happens to somebody, maybe I'll make fun of it for a minute, but I move on. I have a life to live. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. point, Rodney. I, I never saw it that way. And so all these things that we get hung up on, and this is part of this character. It's like, hey, I'm going to do the most ridiculously embarrassing things. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to lose my train of thought. I'm going to, my hair is always going to be a mess. I don't care about my, what I'm wearing. Uh, I'll go stand in front of garbage, uh, pail, you know, right. the dumpsters, whatever. Just don't, the opposite of overthinking. Yeah. The side of the road, cars are going by, mm-hmm. there's lots of noise. I don't care. I'm still doing, you know, right. When I get an idea for a video, I've, I've realized that I just have to stop Get out of the car and do it. Because the more I think about it, I I talk myself out of doing it. It's the same thing about (laughs) it's this. It's literally this. Action is so important, man. I've had that a thousand times where I think of a great video idea and I just don't end up doing it because I'm like, nah, I got to be in my room. It's got to be quiet. Like all these, all these things that I need to control. Perfect shadows. All of the stuff that I think of. Um, or the same thing of like taking a comedy note. You know, if if you don't catch that while if you don't catch that while it's there. You know, later when you try to write down a bastardized version of it, it's just not going to, you're not, you, the passion's not there. You, you no know? matter how funny it was, you will not remember it. No, just no write way. it down, In, get it recorded. Inspiration is powerful, but it is fleeting and cruel. Fleeting, <laughs> it, cruel, it, it's it, fickle. It's fickle. It's just, it, is, it, is, it literally just, just, it's there for a moment. You brought, you, you put some oxygen on that flame. You stoke that flame as quick, right there in that moment as you can. Otherwise it is gone, man. Most yeah. of the times it's gone. Even if you do remember it later, you just won't have that same punch. You because because the passion, the excitement, and the moment that it was came up that 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 you had when it came up, it just can't be recreated. No matter because because no. from that point on, no matter what, even if you have the memory, you're still faking it. While yes. you're writing it, you're faking it. You're you're trying to you're pretending you had the feeling that you had when you came up with it. Yeah, but if you get it. As close to really the very point, moment, man. man, it's just, it's magic. And that's one from thing. From now I, on, from now on, I'm going to do that. With, that's the way, like, I fire off tweets and, like, Facebook statuses, which are the thing that, like, I probably get the most hits on anyway. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that I just get rid of. Literally, like, I think of ideas as, like, they're almost like, I don't know, it's like something I got to, like, got to cut off my body. Like, it's it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And I just got to get that out of there. Get it out into the universe. Yes. And move on. Well, once you do something, you really, your brain releases it and lets it go. Right. And you, you can stop worrying about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you stay up at night thinking about things, well, if you convince yourself that you've already taken care of it, your brain goes, oh, okay, I guess we can go to sleep now. Yeah. You know, so if you have all those things just playing you, just write it down and say, okay, here's my solution. Even if it's not a good solution, unless right. you said, okay, I've, I've dealt with this mm-hmm. issue, then your brain goes, oh, okay. I have a Let's good. Move on I have a good else. example that it's like a stupid example, but it honestly did alleviate a, a weird stress that I had. <laughs> it was about buying a stupid thing. So for year, for like, yeah, I would say a year or two, I always wanted an adult razor scooter. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just thought the con. I, I would see people in New York right back, uh, like commuting on them. Yeah. And like I just remember how much fun they were as a kid, even though I once face planted and nearly killed myself when I was a kid. But like, I just wanted to get on them. I know they're fun. I wanted one so bad. I'm like, you don't need one. It's just stupid. And I'd go back and forth in my mind about getting one or not getting one or getting one or not getting one. Right? It's like forty five bucks, but it's just like I don't need a razor scooter. And finally, I'm like, you know what? Put it like this. It's more like you're. I'm going to spend $45 to never have the thought of owning this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the thing and I've gotten some fun out of it. I've definitely gotten at least $45 worth of fun, even if I don't u- haven't used it in a year and a half. Yeah. But I don't think about buying an adult razor scooter anymore. There you go. It's just out of my head. I don't care about it at all. It's never there. I don't have to go through that. But that applies to so many different things where like, 
You got to hit your friend up. Got to shoot him a text. You push it off for months and months. Well, do it before they die or something. You know oh, what I absolutely. mean? Like, like, like it, it, it becomes that big, though, for real. Like a family member that it, it's as simple as a text. Once you send the text, after that, it's in their hands, whether they want to respond, whether yeah. they want to set something up. But like, at least you, you did it. You did the thing, you know? But uh, yeah, man, it's it that that's wild, and I and I I visit your page every now and then just to see like, you know how it's holding up, and like people are still show you know showing up regularly. It's not just the videos now. Your your statuses, your posts, I uh, your you know just everything is just getting all these hits. Like you got a few yeah. What is it like well, fifteen thousand followers? Or yeah, something crazy. Well, okay. Um, well, on my Facebook page is a hundred and. 81,000. Jesus. Then my, I have another Facebook page that's got over 20,000 followers. It's my, like, kind of my pro comic page that mm. I didn't, I didn't know I had. And then all of a sudden it started blowing up. That's awesome. Cause I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. And so then I started posting stuff and that I actually get more people are reposting from that thing than anywhere else. Yeah. Then I have a group that's just dedicated to me. That's like 25,000 people. That's fantastic. And I just hit over 100,000 followers on TikTok. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't even know you were killing it on TikTok too. Yeah, I, it, it was totally by accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know I had a TikTok account. I Well, I had a friend whose daughter is into the uh, um, cosplay. Yeah. Like she's really good. I uh-huh. mean, she's not just... She competes. I mean, she's she's exceptional. Okay, how exactly do she's, you compete in cosplay? What they have competitions. They have the biggest nerd competition. No, this, they, they, basically, <laughs> but they not do. really is what it is. Yeah, but they can win money. They get sponsorships and everything. She, is, in fact, she did a thing at that level. It is incredible what they pull off. Yeah, yeah. In fact, she did a video. Not too, Co- uh, excuse me. Cosplay for anyone who's not familiar with cosplay. It's uh, a little bit. It's taken it a little bit further as far as like uh, a hobby of making costumes out of usually pop culture figure fixtures. You'll see a lot uh, like video game stuff, movie stuff. And uh, it's people who like basically do like Hollywood level costuming and their own. Yes. And um, so that's what cosplay is for anyone who's unfamiliar yeah. with the term. And there's a, it's a big thing on TikTok because people do oh, their, yeah. yes, it is. Do their creations and videotape it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. They yeah, can go big. But, so what's good for you is that you have a pretty good consistency of like a, a of like low levels of fo- they're, they're not you don't have like because like take it as far as you want to go with like a following. But to have it on all platforms like that. It's usually, I've, I'll see people have like a million followers on TikTok and nobody knows who they are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or anything like that. So yeah. the fact that you have that cross platform stuff means you're, you're hitting a lot of audiences. Well, it's man. funny because yeah, I, well, like I don't have a following on, on Twitter at all. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. Nobody that, that's, fo- that's a tough But one. I've been big on Twitter by other people posting it. I've had, I've had my videos go viral on Twitter. That's so funny. And Instagram. And yet, I don't really have that big of followings on either of those. Well, yeah. Instagram, I think I'm at like 14,000. That's still pretty but, decent, yeah. man. God damn. But, the, but my presence is bigger than that because mm-hmm. they don't all following me. Part of it is they don't know who I am still. They know right. my face. Yeah, yeah. And they know that character, but they don't know who I am. Do you put your, uh, do you tag, do you like watermark your social media stuff no, on your videos? Nothing. You're crazy. But if that's well, what you think you shouldn't be doing, then I can't argue well, with you. Yeah, it's, I can't argue like with I you. said, it's it's I by allowing that mystery out there. You're right, and not and not because I don't want I I don't want to overdo it with you know because you get to a certain point, then it just you. becomes all commercial. So and I just I I, I have stuff that's available for purchase at RodneyNorman.com. Yeah, uh, t-shirts, uh, bumper good, stickers. Good plug. But I don't want. I, but I do. It feels like more of a service. It's like people want this stuff, so I'm like, okay, I'll make it available because no one else is doing it. Right. You know. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, a good point. But I don't want it to be the focus of what I'm doing. I want. I, I just want to create these videos. And I want people focus to come, on the content. That's a good I idea. I want people to come and watch me live. That's my of course my goal, and I want people to find me. And I think it's fun when people have to search for you. If you're just in their face all the time yeah and they can just click that oh it's that guy then there's no there, there's nothing to it but when they have to search you out and figure mm. out who you are they they when they when they're that invested they 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 will follow you forever that's that's so really really a great astute fan. observation especially for a guy um no offense you know you you didn't grow up with social media you know what i mean you're you're, you're like usually younger folks 
have a way better understanding of of how this stuff works. Yeah, yeah. But like you're you're talking about it like you, you, you that's there's really smart points that I don't think that, well, that I think are overlooked in this well, era where not, we are where we kind of do have to have some sort of digital profile. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me of the punk scene when I was growing up. I didn't even know you were involved in the punk scene. Let's hear more about that. Well, it the the cool thing about punk bands and and, and different things was was there were bands that nobody else knew about and it was cool that you knew about yeah. them. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Aztec Camera or, you know, The Alarm, even though they've, they've bigger now, but... At the time. But yeah. back then, you know, nobody knew who the Dead Kennedys were. And so right. if you knew who they were, you were cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ramones even at one point in time were... Yeah, very just about every band out there, but the the punk. From what I understand about the punk scene, it was very yeah. And so getting to see all these in, these incredible performers who were doing it for the pure joy of just doing the art. They weren't into the commercialism part of it. Yeah, at least not at first. It, but it, it it's sort of this uh, double edged sword. It's like they're so good that you knew they were going to get recognized. Right. But as soon as they get recognized, it kind of yeah, they commercializes them. They, they well, sell they, out. and they they go mentally. They become something different. They homogenize. And, yeah. You know, they they because now now we're at this level, so we have to be like everybody at this level, and that's why all yeah. you know, everything but, you know, sounds the same. But I remember, you know, as a kid, you know, back in the you know early eighties and you would hear about this band and then you have to go and search for it. And, you know, you had to look for, you know, not everybody had it. You get like a bootleg tape from, right. so, I mean, it was just, when you had to go look for it, it became more magical. To yeah. You. There's no, like there, the, the term rare used to have meaning, right? There really is no such thing as rare anymore. Oh no, point. no. Like, Everything. Like, yeah. Like sometimes I'll see a video online that says rare footage of what, what are you out of your mind? It's rare. It's on the internet already. It is yep. infinite. There's, yeah. there's, it is impossible to run out of this thing. It is everywhere. It is accessible everywhere on the planet. There's nothing rare about it. Yes, yes. I, I love it what they say. Hurry before they take this down. It's like, okay, if it's out there, it's out there. It's out there, there man. It's it might there. take it off one platform, but it's out it's, there. Yeah, you can it's, find it's it. Just, and, and there used to be something special about small you know just nowadays they'll do like a small release of something like physical and when it comes to something maybe like physical that still kind of exists but yeah what you're explaining that rarity that's uh, something having value and being special it's just not around anymore yeah and i mean i've had a lot of people tell me oh you need to start running ads and doing this and do this and i'm like i have not paid for a single ad it's, and I'm it, like, and I'm, it's inspiring. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's others who have grown faster. There's others, you know, uh, that I've been compared to that are, are doing much better. Better by whose standard? But, but see, my, again, it comes down to it is it's like, I don't want to burn out my audience. Right. I want to make sure that when I'm creating something that it's, that it's, that I'm really into it, that yeah. I'm not just creating it for the sake of creating it. Mm-hmm. And there's been there's been a couple of times where I kind of I, I kind of fell into that trap. It's like I felt like I had to produce something. Once it becomes work, no. and and I'm like I don't want it to feel that way. Yeah. It's like if I don't feel like making a video, I just don't make a video. Perfect. When it come when it hits me and I know that okay, I want to do this, then I do it and I put it out there. Right. And I'm not gonna break from that because that's what I, I enjoy. I and love that's it, what Rodney. Keep and, doing. and I want you to keep doing it exactly that way. That that I'm just hearing you speak about it now, and I'm I'm starting to understand to like put together the pieces. Love it, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. And and it's um, to speak to that a little bit. Like for the past couple of years, I've been working a little bit more on my own humility because <laughs> I I, uh, I I've I've been told. No, I'm just kidding. I know I have an arrogance problem. It was uh, I I grew up with very low confidence. It was just like a huge fat kid. And I was the youngest person in my family, like extended Italian family, just the youngest, Uh just the young fat. That was me, just the youngest and the fattest of the family. And then the, you know, the, the, you know, the fat kid at school. And just like, I I never felt like I could do stuff right. And a a few years ago, things started clicking and I started realizing I could do some stuff right. Mm -hmm. And I made like an overcorrection on my personality basically. And, and I went, I, I tried to find confidence and just sped back past it into arrogance. Right. And I've been dialing that back down for, you know, past couple of years. And when I first got into comedy, my arrogance was telling, you know, you gotta be famous. You gotta get on this. You gotta get on that. You gotta do, you know, that that's the only way this will ever mean anything is if you get super rich and famous. And I'm over, now just a little bit more mature. I'm, you know, I'm going to be 28 years old and just like trying to be more humble. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a disservice to myself. And any audience member who will still 
consume my content, whether it's a Facebook status, whether it's me hosting a comedy show, you and I in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, whether it's me on stage, just at a local, uh, you know, at, at my local community theater, these people matter too. You know, th- this, this moment matters being the best performer I can, can be right in this moment with my tiny little podcast audience too. If I have my head in the clouds all the time thinking that I'm going to be this, you know, big giant success, I'm not going to be present and I'm not actually going to d- deliver the performance I need to, to, to please the audience I have right now, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm taking that more seriously. We're just like, whoever's going to listen to me, whoever wants to, uh, hear, hear, hear me and consume the things that I do. That's who I'm playing to now. It's, it doesn't matter about getting famous or not. It's just like, just, just be in the moment and enjoy what I have. Like, I really enjoy this man. And I used to think I had to like buy a bunch of ads or or get an agent or something like that just to get noticed. I'm like, recognized by who? Noticed by who? To get a <laughs> cast in what? Just do your thing, you know. Yep. You know, be be good enough. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And and uh, it's literally like since I saw you, since I had you on or whatever it was a year and a half, fifty six episodes ago, uh, we were kind of going over things like this. And now like you really have embodied it in this thing that's kind of bringing you some notoriety and and it's it's uh, it's awesome to see, man. And when things open up. Yeah, I think you're gonna be a comic who could really sell, you know, sell some seats, dude. You know, when, when uh, things are a little bit more normal. I'm getting there. So far, every show I've done is sold out. This oh year, so, God, you love nice. to hear it, Rodney. Yeah, you really do. You really do. You're a good guy. I want, I want, I want you to be famous. I want you to be successful. I want you to. I, I literally, man, like that makes me as happy as me. It makes me more happy than me. I wouldn't be able to handle if I if I was like rich and famous right now. I know I, I know I would. I still have ego and shit to work out. But like, I already knew since I met you that you're a humble dude. That you res- you appreciate what you have. That you that you're you're kind and generous. People knew this about you in the comedy scene, when, you know, years ago. So it's just it, it really is cool to see that happening. And and I like I said, I think it's gonna blow up even more when the world's open. You know, it's really cool. uh, it's it's coming along. I'm getting asked to do really weird things. So I so it's, let, it's let cool. me let me hear about some of the weird opportunities. That present themselves to you okay. when you are a, a viral, a viral star. I have I have three people uh, who want me to either officiate or at least be part of their weddings. That checks out. That yeah. checks out. You would be a good addition to just about any wedding. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like um, that a lot. Um, for whatever reason, I've become very popular with the uh, the marijuana crowd. I can name a few reasons. <laughs> You look like weed. You just, if weed was a person, <laughs> uh, no, just was, just like your your attitude. You got like the you, you you got like you got a stoner cut to you, like a stoner aesthetic at the moment. The, the oh, long beard, yeah. the way you talk. You know, you talk. You're not scaring any anxious stoners. You know, I mean, you're just, right. you're, you're chill. You do sound like someone who would like work at a head shop. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, which is funny because I don't think you partake, right? Not no, you, I not, do not. not I do not. But you know, it was it, funny because uh, I loved uh, Cheech and Chong when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Yes. Love Cheech and Chong. I think Chong. there's an important conversation to have about weed culture and whether or not you need to use it to enjoy it. <laughs> you know? Because I'm well, not much of a weed smoker. Well, but- the people who tell me what the experience is through that DMT and, you know, Please don't say stuff, you get it from prayer. I, I just get it naturally. Okay, yeah. No, no. That actually, I completely believe that though. Yeah. For sure. No, I've been, my so, mother, my mother s- was into, you know, meditation and stuff. So growing up, I was always into meditation. That's good. And, and prayer. It, it, meditation and prayer are the same thing. And, yeah. Exactly. It's just, in it's it basically prayer is just a, a focused meditation. That's all. Yeah. And focused meditation. And when you yeah. learn and the biggest thing, as as my mom always said, was you know most people pray because they want to speak to God. Through meditation is how you talk to God. Love that. And so you learn, you listen, and it's more important to listen to God than to talk to God. God already knows your intents and knows your heart, knows your desires, but you don't. You don't fully understand what you're even asking for. And when you stop and listen, all of a sudden you hear it and you feel it and you know it. And that's when you have that, that clarity. I love that. And to me, people using drugs, they're trying to achieve what I've been doing my whole life. Right. So I don't, I don't need drugs. I have no desire when they tell me, oh, you're going to experience this. I'm going, I'm I'm going to, I mean, I I can can show this episode to kids. This (laughs) This is perfect. No, it's such a good message, man. 
Because you, really, you really don't. I mean, drugs, basically, it's fool's gold to me. Because, yeah, you can have that experience, but it's not a full, rich experience. It's a fake experience. And you can deceive yourself through it. Mm. But when you have a natural experience in that realm, it's it's unmistakable. That's so cool, dude. And real. So, so, so the stoner community what have they been recruiting you for anything or well it was funny i did that one i did that uh, one trip with vinnie beetle to uh, mm-hmm. tennessee where i ended up hanging out with a bunch of stone uh, you know pot smokers for yeah. a week at this airbnb yeah and uh i tried to stay away from them as much as i could but i I'd, I'd never been around people who smoke pot a lot oh uh, okay Not like the like like it was out you know everybody was partake it was weird yeah but I learned about the whole thing, and so I ended up doing a five-minute bit about hanging out with pot smokers. Oh, and what I learned five minutes of, of material, of five actual minutes of material. Five actual that's, minutes that's of damn, material. That's that's just priceless. about hanging out with pot smokers. From a perspective and, of someone who doesn't smoke weed, that's yeah, you don't hear yeah. that a lot because a lot of comedians smoke weed, so they can't really speak from that perspective. Yeah, so I'm coming from a dude who's never touched this stuff, has yeah. no desire, and I'm you know, what I'm observing, it was it was pretty funny. That's really funny. And so that bit took off and so now I'm being asked to I'm I'm headlining a, a thing where they're re- revealing a movie on four twenty up in Seattle. Oh, that's cool. And, what uh, an experience. I'm be a part of that. They're gonna film it with uh, three red cameras. Really nice cameras. Oh yeah, red cameras, yeah yeah. Yeah, motion picture mm-hmm. cameras and they're like, we just want to do it for you, man. We, we just love you. I was like, that's so cool. That's going to be very high quality footage. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Like really high quality footage. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's like, Facebook is going to chop down the quality of it, but it's going to be really yes, good. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be good. So yeah, these uh, the funnest thing about all this is people are, are coming along like they feel like they're part of something. It's mm-hmm. not just, as, I, as I've always told people, I say, you know, about comedy, you know, you have three levels. You have one where you're just accepted as a comic. It's like, okay, yeah, you're funny. I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. And then there's where they like you. And they'll remember your name. They're like, oh, I like that guy, you know. But when you really go somewhere is when they care about you. Mm-hmm. And they really connect with you because you say something about them. You know, them no, them liking you says something about who they are. Yeah. And when you have that kind of a connection with an audience, then you know you're doing it right. And I finally feel like I finally hit that. That is where awesome. people are, are really connecting with you know with the characters and with me and and it's 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 humbling. It is. And it it blows my amazing. mind. I, I'm at the level where uh, people still ask me if I'm still doing the comedy thing. What <laughs> level is that? <laughs> that's, that's, what, what, what what level is that? That's sort of like a, a sub level one. Okay. It's, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not even quite one. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, a, so so one is what I'm shooting for. Perfect. <laughs> I have a good. goal in mind now. Just. Just let people. I just need to let people accept that I'm actually a comedian. I like that. I they could, accept I that you one. that you are funny. Okay, I'll listen to you. Yeah, very cool, man. Um, dude, that that is that is just wild though. Just how I and I guess in in a way the pandemic. Ugh, I hate to say it like this, but the pandemic kind of worked for you. What well, it because that's when things a, were hitting. in a strange way. I, I yeah. do remember when that that first initial video blew up. I, I was going to touch on it earlier. It was at a time where I would say the world. In that moment, it was, it was like what, like early June? June first is when it dropped. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! That was at a time where literally the world was devoid of silliness. There was not an ounce, and I'm not, I'm not making any Absolutely. like, yeah. I'm not making like any stance or like social. Like what I'm trying to say is that at that moment, people are, what is it, four months into a two week long lockdown. Yep. Um, it is hot in the middle of summer. There is the whole George Floyd legitimate, thing that just happened. Like, like, like civil rights movement 2.0. Like the there are sustained international riots. The world, yes. nothing is funny really. And then along, you come out of nowhere with just a silly video about nothing. <laughs> people are like yes i need this thing yes and that's what people are like it was the first moment since all this started this is this is what people keep telling me yeah. said it was the first moment since all this started that i knew that everything was going to be okay and yeah. it would work out yeah. that i was going to be okay i remember you know, they, they personally were like what it was a relief it yeah. was like finally it just it felt like something just popped and it was like oh okay that's what i think um and a lot of, a lot of the bigger comedians are talking about it too like coming up we're coming into an era of silliness just because we just had that year capped off 
few years of just like people getting real, real, uh, real serious about stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Even silly, even silly comedians just went out the yeah, window. Comedians, for, podcasts, everybody was so focused on just that. Yeah, and it was they were still being funny, but it wasn't. It wasn't stuff people wanted to laugh at. Goofy. About. You know, people forgot about just being goofy. Just being goofy. So, yeah. And then I just come along and that's it. As I'm just, it's disarming. The character yeah. is disarming. Very innocent. And yet it's got and good message that's, to say. That's how you reel them in. And then in a few months you start getting real political. <laughs> and, you st- and you start revealing your real agenda. Absolutely. <laughs> now that I have you in my clutches. <laughs> I shall we feel are there any uh, any other characters you're ever going to mess around with, or this you're just sticking yeah, with this guy? Yeah, well, I did. I, I did this. Uh, did you did you remember? There was these two. There's this gal. She's doing really well. Her name is uh, uh, her name is Chelsea, but she does this character uh, trailer park Tammy. I don't think I've uh, heard. If you ever look her up, but she did this video. Her and she's got a. a, a I think they're improv actors, but they do this whole world around ta- tra- tra- trailer trash tammy mm-hmm. and she's this uh the, you know this white redneck gal is a little overly sexual and mm-hmm. just and she's crazy she's funny it's a great character she's yeah. very funny but she did this thing about hey we're looking for rodney who was crystal's boyfriend and they did this whole thing about how you know he went off to the casinos with his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, and broke up with Crystal, and uh, it, it's a very funny video. Mm-hmm. Uh, people kept tagging me in this thing because you know they mentioned Rodney. Yeah. So I did Rodney, redneck Rodney character <laughs> to answer to it. Yeah. And it it actually got me recognized. There was a uh, the BBC was going to interview me because they had seen all the different Rodney responses. Yeah. They had done a story about the video itself. Yeah. And then all the videos of the Rodneys that were responding to it. I was the one they wanted to interview. And it ended up not happening for yeah, yeah. whatever reason. But they had contacted me. They were We were in negotiation to do a whole thing. They wanted me to come on. and. That's too bad that didn't work but, out. Yeah. And, but but I've you had, know what? That door is open. You know, someone at BBC contacted you. That that's. I wouldn't say that's like you'll that nothing will ever spark from that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I've been, I've reached out. I this was one of the weird things is I had a I had a website and I had email through the website, but I could never access my email. Oh, and it never told me if I had email. That's a pretty terrible email. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> well, a- recently we finally got my website off of where it was onto somewhere else, and then we figured out the email thing. Mm-hmm. So I had all these email messages going back to June of people saying wonderful things yeah to me. well one of them was uh, somebody from the chelsea handler show no kidding they wanted me to go on that show and i never got back no to it. So way I, 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 you, I blew off chelsea you, handler <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a pretty good stage story you should you should yeah. throw that one around that's that's uh uh you could kind of use that as a credit yeah coming to the say, stage hey, internet off, sensation blew, blew off, off chelsea, chelsea handler, handler. <laughs> and didn't even respond yeah that's i mean well, it was like four months later. I'm like, I don't even know if their show's still on. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, oh, hey. That's cool, man. Now. There's worse problems to have than having too many yeah. opportunities to keep track yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool, dude. Uh, so so where where else have you been performing? I mean, I know performing is a little weird at the moment, but. Uh, a lot of internet stuff. Yeah. Um, no, a lot, a lot of places are opening up. Like I said, I'm doing uh, Florida here in a. Uh, Next weekend, the 26th, 27th, I'll be cool. in Orlando. Um, I'm doing a, getting a lot of private gigs lined up, which yeah. is nice. Like I said, weddings. Mm. Um, and I, this is fun. I have, I have fans who were who want me to come where they are, and if they don't have a comedy comedy club, they're setting shows up themselves. People are booking their own shows. There's a guy up in Alaska. I'm coming to Alaska, Palmer, Alaska. It's north of Anchorage. Well, yeah. Okay, uh, that, the end Alaska, of April. Alaska makes sense. It's well, it was funny. The guy, uh, cool dude. He he books uh, like trade shows and yeah. different things, and he's become a fan. And he's like, I want to have you here. I know I can sell it out. And so we worked it out, and uh, 
I'm going to be doing shows in Alaska for a couple weekends. Oh, that the end is of April. so cool, man. And it's all set up by fan. It's not, I mean. Dude, what is that? It's, and this is what I was saying about like how I used to have this idea of being famous, right? Because one, it, it, you establish this network and you can go and do all these things. But then it's, you do it on the back end of things and you should establish it yourself. Like, who? what do you need a booker for? What do you need an agent for? Like, your fans are literally yeah. putting shows together for you. <laughs> Yeah, and I figured this is this is awesome because if I build a you know if if I create this fan base or you know this thing just sort of becomes its own thing, I don't have to worry about it. right because it's my it's when when you create something where the fans are what makes it work, you nobody can take it from you. You know. Oh You're, man, did I need to hear that? That is cool. Yeah. And and when you yeah. focus on the fans, and this is one of the things that I, I do with my videos is that I don't make them about me. I always, it's always, I'm always trying to give advice mm. and I'm always trying to make people just kind of escape their little world and have fun. It's not about me and how clever and how funny and how whatever I am. And that's kind of why I play the character kind of discombobulated is that it removes all of that pretentiousness. Yeah. And it's all just about what's the message. Mm-hmm. They focus on what's the message. And he slowly gets to it. <laughs> and then slowly gets to it. And when you get to it, it punches you right in the face. And it's awesome. Mm. Much, I mean, very similar to like just comedy writing. Just that whole tension. You're not really sure where it's going. And you're all you're leading exactly. up to a moment, you know? Exactly. And <laughs> it's just, it's, and it's different. I mean, this is, I tell people, I said, well, that character works on video, but it doesn't necessarily work on stage. Now, why is that? Because um, it's a different emotion that I'm going for. It's not, it's it's a laugh, but it's also sort of a somewhat of somewhat melancholia. Mm. Um, because it's, it was really, it, 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 it's focused on helping the person watching the video to feel good about themselves. Yeah. Feel good about that. It's okay to be confused. It's okay to not mm. know what's going and, on. And comedy isn't really like stand up comedy. It isn't really. Yeah. Like it's that. a different, it's a different energy. It's, I mean, I, I have aspects of it, but you know, I mean, my stand up is, is different than the show that different than what the videos are. Right. And so I, 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 I try to make sure people know that, you know, some of that's in there, mm-hmm. but that's not what the show's about. It's not that character yeah. the entire show. And have you noticed that for so people do come out because of the videos, right? They do come out. Now, the, have, the, have you the, noticed yeah, a good crossover of when you're not doing the character, people are still enjoying? What yeah, you're that's doing? why I try to do live shows, you know, on Facebook and whatnot, so the people see that it is. Oh, the okay, character. yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I do other characters. Right, you know, I do the. The overly dramatic readings. Oh, I love those. Which is based on a uh, dr- uh, drama teacher I had in high school. Yeah, you where know. you just uh, so so Rodney does this things. It's 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 classic. Rodney does this things where he uh, just takes a Facebook status could be yours, and you know a lot of people air their dirty laundry or just say dramatic stuff on Facebook. So he takes it like a, that's the perfect way to describe it. Just a drama teacher overplaying a scene absolutely. and just absolutely just reads the absolute hell out of it and performs the absolute hell out of these <laughs> Facebook statuses and kind of highlights the ridiculousness of like being dramatic on Facebook or, yes, and, yes. and a lot of times it's not a if funnier one. It's like not a dramatic one that you add the drama yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah, are a, lot of fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, cause you know, you see people that would write stuff that's really clever and interesting and it gets noticed by no one. You know, mm. the algorithms bury it or they just don't have that many followers who participate all yeah. that much. You have a lot of people on Facebook who who looky lose who will look and tell you, Oh, later, oh I love your statuses, they're full, so funny. When you go back and look and they never they never like anything. Mm, yeah. They never yeah, like, share, I, they never comment. Those people confuse but they'll me. tell you, Oh, I love what you're doing. You know, so right. so I thought I would see people um who are, you know, very funny and need should get recognized. So I started doing dramatic readings of their posts, just just because videos yeah, yeah. get more uh, help in the algorithms than just a regular post. Does mm-hmm. some, at least it did back then. Now right. it's I don't know. It's totally confusing now what mm-hmm. they're doing. But but it, it was they were fun. I just enjoy them, and so I'm expanding that. I'm going to start doing a whole series on Dr. Seuss books. Nice. So. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, content because you don't have to. You know, it's it's con- it's easy to make content for you, obviously, and you don't have to write anything. It's a way to go. Yeah, it's a good good yeah. idea. Yeah, I like that. Uh, 
Yeah, man. So, so any like next steps for like, you know, as the world's opening back up, what you want to do or just keep on going with the flow? <laughs> just keep going with the flow, man. Just cool. keep, uh, like I said, when I get the inspiration to a Leonard video, I do that and uh, do another characters. I'm gonna, I find, I think I'm finally going to start my own podcast. Dude, by all means, that would be so, great. I, I, part of, you know, part of, part of all this is I just got to start taking my own advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's some, sometimes that's the hardest part. We all know exactly what we need to be doing. That's what, um, when I, uh, so, so like my big turning point for me was like the weight loss stuff. And I had gotten to a point where I'm like, what is it? I know everything one needs to do to lose weight. I know mm-hmm. it. I, no one needs to tell me. I know I have, I possess all the knowledge and what is it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the discipline. It's, it's the discipline to actually do what you know you're capable Eat of less, doing. move more. That's all. That's or all. Be or, consistent. Or like with what you're saying, you need to do a podcast. You have a voice. <laughs> you have you have everything you need. You you know people who could put it together or you have the equipment, whatever it is. It's no problem for you, but putting in the time, making the time for it, you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's still that, it, all of this is still very new and weird right. to me because, you know, when people recognize me out in public, it's still. Do you have that? Oh yeah, people recognize you in public. But the, yeah, I the, the funniest one was uh, I was back in Ogden, Utah, and I was going to go visit, uh, hanging out with the other comic that I was working with through, for the weekend, and uh, we were going to do lunch. And so I parked on you know this main Twenty Fifth Street in, in Ogden, Utah. It's sort of like the old historic district. Yeah, it's where the club is. And but anyway. It was the middle of the day, me and the, me and the wife, we parked the car, and I get out, and as soon as I get out, we're in front of a biker bar. Oh. And there's a bunch of, there's a group of bikers, about eight of them, just kind of standing there next to about, there's about four motorcycles that they were all standing around talking. I get out of my car, and the one guy looks at me and goes, Rodney! I can't believe you're it's you it's you <laughs> and I'm just like I'm like uh, what, you know what, what happened and he, he goes yeah. my son loves you and he shares all your videos and I just I can't believe you're here I love you I think oh my son's just over in that right over in the bar can I go grab him oh my god and so he runs across the street all the other people are like I can't believe you're here <laughs> and they're shaking my hand I mean these are like Big, huge, jacked right, up biker right. guys, and they're you all never just, want to get recognized by a biker. But in this, and they're they're fangirling case. on yeah. me. I mean, they're just like, I can't believe it's you. They're all wanting oh, to get my picture, the and they're shaking my hand. Oh, I love your videos; they're so awesome. I was like, I can't believe it. this is weird. That is <laughs> so. So I get cool. all these pictures with these biker guys, and then I, I, I look across the street. The entire bar comes out. Come on, they come out into the streets, and we're, we're basically having a you know. Uh, uh, a biker festival on that, 25th street is they all come over and shake my hand and get pictures. And that is so, and I'm just kind of like, cool dude. It made us 30 minutes late for, for, for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there was going to get pictures with bikers. There's nothing. Uh, nobody teaches you how to be famous, huh? <laughs> oh, wait. And you, and it just, you, well, you'll get, I get a lot of people who will stare at me like they know who I am, mm. but they're like, they don't, but they're not sure why they know who right, I am. Right, right, right. Or those who know exactly who I am, but they're just scared to talk to me. That's another I mean, thing. I've yeah. had people who just kind of. One guy, I was in in the Walmart in Las Vegas at like eleven o'clock at night. Where dreams are made. Exactly. Well, we were there, and uh, the we were in the hotel, and my wife was uh, was having some uh, breathing issues and just wanted to get something to clear her sinuses. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I drove to Walmart and. Uh, walking through the aisles you know i'm looking for stuff for her and uh i keep hearing this guy hey hey and i'm like you know i don't know who he's you know it's kind of kind of from behind me and then all of a sudden i stop to look at the herbal teas Mm -hmm. and uh he comes around the corner he he just kind of looks at me he makes dead eye contact you know we're both wearing masks Mm -hmm. he looks at me and goes i absolutely love your videos you are hilarious thank you and then just took off. Whoa. Like he was like, like he wanted to say his piece, but he was yeah, scared to talk to that me. That is like, incredible. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm at a Walmart at yeah. 1130 at night. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you don't need to be afraid to right. talk to me. Also, what a crit so, just to be recognized at that time. And you, you, I wonder what it's going to, like I said, what it's going to be like when the world opens up a little bit more. There's just more people out, more people in the streets. That's, 
That's- yeah, it's, it, I said, you know, most people, it's, it's, I've hung around a lot of famous people enough to know most people don't recognize you, even, yeah. even though you are recognizable. Right. They just assume that there's no possible way that it's that they're you. bumping into something. Right. But, but some people are so famous and so iconic that they are just absolutely recognized everywhere. Yeah. Regardless of what they do. Mm-hmm. Those, that's a very f- small group. And, I've hung out with those people and you, we, we, you literally have to kind of hide them right away. And, uh, and then there's other people who are famous and they want the attention. Mm. So they do everything they can to, Hey, look, it's me. That is, yeah. I'm, in, I'm, that's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you, yeah. Yeah. Cause you, like, want, you want him. Yeah, of course. Oh, hello. It's me. Of right. course. It's, right. Of course I want to speak. I, to uh, that that's another thing about like ultra fame that kind of like scares the shit out of me. I don't know. Like I, once you lose privacy, you're never going to get it back. Well, it is. I mean, we do, you know, when we go out to eat, I, I have some, not all the time, but I, I do get people who just keep staring. Yeah. They don't want to say anything, but they keep staring. That's it's funny. Like, okay. We're, you know, which I guess is what you want to keep here? it at. Cause it could, it gets to the point where like, they're going to interrupt your dinner. They're going to, you know, yeah, you already you get because people feel like they've they when they watch your videos and listen to everything they feel like they know you. Yeah, and yet and so they come up they'll come up and just talk to you. Like I was having lunch with my friend last week, and uh, he's another comic. He also does stage hypnosis, and we and whenever we can we get get together and hang out, and we're sitting there, and it was kind of a it was kind of a cool moment. Because we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, this lady just comes walk over and goes, "Hey, Rodney, it's so good to see you. Thank you for what you do." And, uh, I, and I'm like, "Well, hello. What's your name?" And shook her hand. She says, "I just, I don't want to bother you. I know you're having lunch with your friend. I just, I just couldn't pass up this opportunity. It's so nice to meet you." And that's wonderful, man. But what's so cool was it was in front of my friend. Yeah, someone notice it. Someone, the, I, I had on a very, very low level. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, as as we wrap this up, on a very, very low level. Like the other day, I was in the car with a girl, and uh, uh, what do you call it? A booker calls me up and puts me on that show of yours. Puts me to host that show. Oh, okay. And it was one of the very first times I've ever actually felt like a comedian, where like there's someone to witness me something in comedy happening. To yeah. Me. Like they, I put the phone call on speaker because it's a booker. I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna take the call. Yeah. So uh, I, I took the call and I'm like, yeah, I just got booked for a gig. They're like, oh, that's so cool. I'm over here like, oh my god, I, this feels cool. You know, it's it me. It's it's like a meaningless interaction, but like those little things, man, just to confirm that you're here in the universe. Actually trying to do a thing you know what i mean yeah that it's i mean it's it's really they, cool you know all those times that i've made these videos or i've written jokes and they just you know go nowhere and now all of a sudden I it was always for something yeah and now i know people are gonna watch it and just it's, it's beautiful it's, and and it's I, so fun i'm glad i could say i early on saw the potential of of you you know <laughs> that I appreciate I, it. I, I thought long and hard about, cause hey, I've had 56 episodes and only a few re return guests. So like I've probably had, I would say about 50 people on this podcast, but you know, and I could, I could book at any time. I have no problem booking guests, but that first episode, that was a real, it was a real, like it was supposed to be like a temperature setter. And like, honestly, man, it was just, it was, it was perfect to have you on. Awesome to have you back to just to talk about like where you've gone uh, since then, man, it's, 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 it's humbling. And once again, just like from that first episode, it's given me a lot of perspective on, on you know, things mm-hmm. to do next and how to enjoy this little experience of making people smile. But uh, on that note, I don't know if you remember, mm-hmm. did I tell you to speak something into infinity on the first episode? I definitely did. But I ask all my guests at the end of every episode to speak something mm-hmm. into infinity because I think that these podcasts that we record are going to be something people could listen to for pretty much ever. Right. And mm-hmm. it could be a piece of advice, a uh, last note, a comment, whatever you got, but just speak something into infinity for the audience. So we could get you on at here, Rodney. My dear fellow human beings, you are of infinite worth. You are a spiritual and infinite being having a finite human experience. Always keep in mind that it's all just for fun. <sighs> if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. I love it, Rodney. I love it. So, where could these fine people find you? Uh, as my children say, Dad, you're Googleable. 
Um, That's pretty cool. I'm the most famous Rodney Norman out there. Hell not yeah, to, Not brother. to brag. Hell yeah. Not to brag, but uh, I, I am. That's uh, pretty cool. But no, you just uh, RodneyNorman.com. Uh, I've got, you know, a bunch of stuff there. I said I'm on the TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know what? I'm out there. Maybe maybe I'll take a page out of your book. I, I always do. I, I, any listener of this podcast knows that I have my stuff memorized. Like I have a just a script just running through all of it. Just find me, guys. Just, <laughs> you just go, go. If you're really interested in anything I'm doing out there, just find it. <laughs> yeah, that's well. It's I think they, you know, they if they really care and they invest. You're right. My fans don't care about me. On that. <laughs> No, it's Remember, been really good. Make it about them. You're not right. About you. Oh, what God, can you Rodney. give them? Give them relief. Give have, them happiness. So give much. them joy. Give them something to laugh about. I have so much work to do. It's about them. You're right. You're right, man. God, I have so much more work to do than I thought I did. <laughs> On that note, that's everything you got for us today, Rodney. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank my you friend. for coming back, buddy. And I hope you could come back sooner than uh, it was since last time you've been on. Will On do. that. On that note, folks. Drink more water and be nicer to each other.